Welcome to Linguagosity. I'm Christian Prater, the host of this podcast. Each episode is focused on answering this question, how and why do people learn languages? Today, we get to hear from Craig Nelson, who is a Haitian Creole interpreter for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is one of my favorite interviews because of the unique experiences he shared. Let's see what he has to share with us today. I was uh, born and raised in Salt Lake City. And uh, through junior high and high school, I took French. I had six years of French, uh, all through junior high and high school, from seventh through 12th grade. And I uh, didn't really think a whole lot of it at the time. I just really enjoyed uh, the, the teachers and I enjoyed uh, you know, the French history and background. Um, didn't, didn't even cross my mind back then that I, I was preparing for learning a language for my mission. I really honestly just took it because it was a good class and that I liked the teacher. I liked the, the professors and they were different. They were unique people. Uh, when I was called to go to, and I, and I always dreamed of going to Tahiti on my mission, thinking I would go French speaking and go to Tahiti. And I told people when they'd say, where are you going to go? I'd say, I'm going to Tahiti. And uh, interestingly enough, when I opened my call to Haiti, I knew a little bit about Haiti because we'd studied it somewhat in junior high French class. And I knew it was a, kind of a French colony. Didn't know much else about Haiti other than the fact that it had one point in time been a French-speaking colony of France. And I, I was not aware of the poverty level and of, of the unique situation in Haiti, nor was I really aware of the language. Haitian Creole or French Creole is a unique language where the verbs do not need to be conjugated, meaning that they use the verbs in their infinite form, such as to eat. If I were to want to say like, I am eating, I would have to say, I am to eat. Because Craig had had previous experience studying French, he was able to understand very quickly how the Creole words and new vocabulary worked, especially when engaging in conversations. Because of his basic understanding of French, he was able to adjust quickly to the language of Haitian slash French Creole. He explained that the language is not rules-based or structured, but is becoming more and more over time as people in Haiti use it. After I returned home from my mission, uh, I was invited to translate, uh, I think it was uh, the conference, uh, it was a general conference about a year, a little less than a year after I'd returned home from my mission. And at that time, conference translation was in the basement of the tabernacle. It was awesome. Uh, it was way back when they had a number of soundproof booths in the basement of the tabernacle. And we would go there, we would get the talks. They would send us the talks uh, about a week or two in advance. And they would just send us the English version. And it was my job as the uh, translator for that those talks that I was assigned to. And I'd usually get one talk per session for each session. It was my job to take that talk and, and, and translate it and, and make it uh, into Haitian Creole. There's, there's a team for each translation team. So in Haitian Creole, there's, a, there's an actual translation team that do the, the work where they translate the talk from English into Haitian Creole. Then they send me, they send me both the English and the Haitian Creole version, version of the talks. And um, it's then my job, because again, Haitian Creole is not as standardized, to go through and make sure I agree with what the specific translator on those talks has chosen for how to convey the message. My, my main goal in translation 
is to convey the feeling and the context and the rhythm and the cadence of the, of the, of the speaker. In a way, Haitian Creole is like pidgin language, which is a combination of French, local slang, and other languages to communicate ideas between groups who are sharing similar cultures. So it's, it's different, but for me, I, I, I do much better. Uh, Haitian Creole, again, is not a super uh, clear, focused, specific, written, structured, written language. And, and so I've taken that as a, as a good challenge. It means I've got to speak to as many Haitians as I can, as often as I can. And, and so that's how I study. Uh, I literally look for Haitians to speak to. Uh, and, and that's, that's for me, the easiest way to study or learn uh, and, and continue to, to, to increase and, and, and learn my, my Haitian Creole. Consider this. When was the last time you spoke to someone in your target language? By practicing with native speakers or others who are studying your target language, you are showing that you are invested in the other culture and that you are interested in communicating with them in something that is culturally familiar to them. It is not only flattering, but it is something that can build a relationship with another person. Um, you know, there's a, probably the biggest roadblock, of course, is the, the fact that uh, I, there was there's been different times that I haven't been able to to associate with uh, other um, people that speak Haitian Creole very much, and uh, I've been very fortunate. Lived for a long time in Salt Lake or, or you know Utah County area, and there's there's a number of Haitian. There's a pretty large Haitian community in in Utah County and Salt Lake, and it's growing. Uh, but especially early on, there just weren't that many Haitians. In fact, that's, I believe that's why I was invited to, to, to be a part of the translation team is because there just weren't that many Haitians in, in Salt Lake at the time. Since then, there's become to be a lot. There's come to be a lot of Haitians in, in, in Utah. I would say uh, the, another roadblock, I mean, that's probably the number one right there, Christian, is just the, the, the number of people who speak the language. And I've been back to Haiti a number of times. I, I've done a lot uh, to, to stay up on the language. But when it's not a structured language like others, it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, and especially back when there wasn't technology, I couldn't just pull up online uh, a, a, a Haitian Creole speaking radio station or things like that. I had to find people to talk to. So I'd either have to call them on the phone or run into them uh, somehow or, or, or set an appointment with them. But uh, at times it, it required making long distance phone calls to Haiti. And that, that was a pretty big obstacle. It's become a lot easier. It's become a lot easier. Uh, what I found too uh, over time uh, is that the translation has gotten much more easy for me because I've done it for so long. But not everyone uh, that speaks a language, even those who speak it very fluently, are very good at speaking it and, and understanding it, and knowing a language. Not everyone is good at interpreting. Interpreting is a, a different set of skills that requires uh, uh, a lot of work and study as well. And so I would say, if, if you want to, you know, if we extrapolated that and said, what are the obstacles to interpreting? It's, it's that uh, when I first started, I didn't, there, there was no, there's no textbook. There's no handbook on here's what you need to do to become a good interpreter. It's really kind of learning as you go. And as I've noticed with a lot of different interpreters that have come and gone, at least on the Haitian Creole team, uh, some are really good naturally 
and, and can jump right in. Some learn over time. I feel like I've, I've gotten a lot better over time. And there are some, uh, uh, especially native speaking people who you would, you know, you look at it and think, well, they speak the language fluently. They, they grew up speaking it. They're going to be great at interpretation. It just doesn't come that easily. It's, it's a different set of skills. It requires, the, the, the tough part is some people are really good at multitasking. Some people are really good at focusing. And it requires both to be able to interpret uh, the multitask part where you've got one language in one ear and, and another language in another, and you're speaking it and watching it. And it's, it's, there's a lot of things going on. Not everyone is capable of, of, of really pulling all that together and coming out with the right output. I can imagine it's kind of like being an air traffic controller in your head where you're like, yeah. you're saying, okay, the word needs to go here. Okay. Yeah. This is coming here. It's going out there. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's awesome. Um, uh, it's, what, what, it's a lot of work, Christian. And yeah. then just, just to speak to that specifically, uh, there's this last conference, and, and typically we usually have one talk assigned per session, sometimes two. And, and COVID made it, some, there were some interesting challenges with COVID specifically too, because uh, first we couldn't go and so we did things from home and then we, we couldn't have more than three people there. And so we had to interpret multiple talks and different things like that but i had two talks in two different sessions this last conference and it takes every bit of mental focus and physical ability to to interpret and i i get done and i'm, I'm completely exhausted and i can't think straight for at least a day or two because my it takes so much to, to do like you said to to have so many different things going in and out and and having make making sure that you know it's super focused output and the language is clear it, it's it's fun it's it's good work i'll, I'll tell you a really cool story uh, that that goes right along with that that i need to write up for the church because yeah. a, a number of years ago 10 12 years ago i was kind of feeling sorry for myself and it was getting close to, to conference time again and i was thinking all right I'm old. I haven't been in my country for it. I haven't been in Haiti. I haven't been a missionary. I've been speaking the language full time for over 20 years. And I'm concerned that my skills have eroded. And I'm also concerned that I'm really even effective when I'm doing. And, and so I, uh, uh, interestingly enough, I was on a trip about that same time. And I was thinking about resigning and just telling the people in charge, you know what, you probably should go find somebody who's been in Haiti more recently than I have. And, and that's, you know, it was, just, it was one of those things where I was feeling discouraged. That's probably the best way to say it. And and I, I take that very seriously because I've done it for such a long time. I've been part of the Haitian Creole translation team basically for about 30 years. And and so to feel that way, even, you know, 10 years ago, it's it, it was concerning to me. And, and I knew some of it was just discouragement. We know who discourages us from doing things that are good, especially service opportunities. And, and I was feeling it. I was, I was about done and I was really seriously considering, and it wasn't the first time that I was discouraged and feeling like I needed to move on and do different things with my life and with my service time. Um, and, and so I went on a trip at about that same time, around that same time that I was having those feelings and I was ready to resign. And I went to Boston and it was, it's always fun to go to Boston because there's lots of great uh, Haitian Creole people, Haitians in Boston. I, I, one of my favorite things to do is, is travel to Boston or New York or Florida and get in a taxi because about, I, I, I kid you not, at least one of every two, at least for me, 
Um, and it's always very providential, but at least one of every two taxi drivers in Boston is Haitian. And I love getting in a taxi and I see their name and I know they're Haitian and I start speaking to them and they almost drive off the road because they're so surprised. Here's this, yeah, not Haitian looking guy. There's this white guy sitting in my cab totally speaking my language um where did he come from how does he know this language and every time it's funny that was like well you caught me so off guard and it's such a surprise <laughs> so i go to boston and i went to church i went to the ward there, there's a haitian creole haitian uh ward or branch there in boston and they meet every sunday and i i, I attended the ward and and i was sitting there in in sunday school and i raised my hand and uh it was, you know, they were they were having a discussion about something. I raised my hand and I answered a question or made a comment in Sunday school. And after Sunday school was over, a, a Haitian man approached me. And he said, "Who are you?" And then this is all in Creole, right? And he said, "Who are you?" And I said, "Well, I introduced myself." And he said, "Why do I know you? Your voice is extremely familiar to me." <laughs> and and I said, "Well, I'm on the Haitian Creole translation team for conference." And he said, "I knew it." He said, when I heard your voice, I knew I'd heard your voice before. And he thanked me for, for interpreting for conference and for making it possible for him to listen to conference in his language. And he was a really dynamic guy. He was, he was actually the younger brother of, of a sister missionary that I had served with for a short period of time in Haiti when I was there as a missionary. And uh, we became good friends. Uh, he, he's actually a, he's an Uber driver. And so he became my personal driver. And every time I go to Boston, I always look up uh, Brother Armand, Armand. But anyway, that was one of those times for me where I said, okay, <laughs> the odds of that happening are so uh, crazy. I, I knew it wasn't, it wasn't a coincidence. I knew that that was Heavenly Father's way of saying, hey, uh, your service is needed. And it's appreciated. And there are people out there that are actually listening. And you can't f lose sight of the fact that interpretation is not about you. It's not about uh, what what you feel or, or do. Uh, it's it's about who you're helping and, and how you are conveying the messages of the Lord to, to a, a, a people, to an entire group of people. And it was a really cool experience. Uh, I, like I said, I, I think I need to write that up. <laughs> Uh, translation for Haitian Creole and, and the Haitian Haitian people is, is one of the best things that's ever happened to me and one of, the, one of my favorite things about uh, general conference and about life in general and so I, I would like I told you I, I would love to help you find other interpreters uh, as, as you're looking and, and hook you up with other people even people the people on the Haitian Creole team I, I could definitely connect you with them because they have their information easily but I know other people on other teams and and I think you'll find that uh, this is a really like, like you said before it's not something that's known very well there's very little understanding or knowledge of of translation especially for the Church of Jesus Christ but once you get into that little niche and you start listening to people everyone's got a great story everyone absolutely just loves the, the opportunity to be an interpreter and to, to do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I would tell you, I think it's the the uh, one one of the funnest and, and most engaging and most rewarding things we can do with our brains mm -hmm. and our tongues. <laughs> but but yeah. it, definitely to learn a language is is by far uh, a, a great 
one of the best pursuits out there. Thanks for listening to Languageosity. I had so much that I wanted to include in this episode. It was a lot longer than the previous two. I hope that you enjoyed it overall. Before you go, consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Stay tuned for future episodes where I speak with other language learners and professionals about their language journeys. Make sure to follow Languageosity's Instagram page, Languageosity. Stay curious about language at Languageosity.